Welcome to the Men's Global Livestream. I'm so glad you're with us. If you have a Bible, I want you to hold a couple spots. One in Genesis chapter one and one in Ephesians six. We're gonna be looking at passages in those spaces today, but we're in part one of a new series. I'm super stoked that we're doing. It's called Hearing God. And to get you thinking in the right direction, I want you to imagine that you are a general of a major country's army. All right, let's just start there. Now, I want you to imagine that you're about to take this modern army that you're a general of into war. So a lot is at stake and a lot of lives are on the line. Question, Mr. General, what are going to be the first actions that will launch this campaign? Right now, I think you guys can feel where I'm going a little bit. Maybe you don't know what your first actions would be, but you know, when you talk to military strategists or planners, or like my best friend, Paul, who's a Marine F-18 pilot, uh, you'll know that prior to launching an air, sea and land assault in a modern war, if you want to win it, your first efforts are going to be to attack and kill and eliminate the communications capacity of the enemy. Why? Pretty simple. Separate a man, separate a group, separate a platoon, separate a battalion, separate a division from the voices of its strategic commanders, and you can limit the opposing forces, you can isolate them, and you can ultimately, listen, destroy their effectiveness because in war, you gotta have communication, right? Now, maybe you're smelling what I'm stepping in here, but in your, your spiritual journey, my spiritual uh, journey, your ability to hear from God is vital, right? For your life in God and your life with God and your life for God. I'm gonna say that again. In your spiritual journey, my spiritual journey, our ability to hear from God is vital to our life in Him, our life for Him, and our life with Him. So it's a pretty big topic. Earth, for a believer, according to the Bible, is a theater of war. Jesus, can you imagine hearing this from Jesus, like if you're a follower, hey, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Yeah, a lot of you guys finished my sentence right there. Bible says, armor on, right? We're going to look at that. You got to put the full armor of God on. Now, you don't say those things if you're in a neutral environment, but it's important to know that you, right now at this second, you and I are at war with hostile forces when it comes to your connection with God and your communication with God, your life with God, your life for God. And what's the enemy's goal? Separate you from the voice of the supreme commander, right? Now, that's why I needed to do this series, because in recent months, I confess to everybody in the men's global live stream community that enemy forces successfully separated me, got me feeling separated from God. So this is super personal, but 
here's the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is that all of us are in the same battle. And the problem, especially in this area of connection with God, is that, that very few, if any of us, kind of have a place to feel safe enough or secure enough to admit. And this goes for me. Just how separated from God you feel. So listen, we're going to go for it in this series. Uh, I'm experiencing it. Many of you are experiencing it. Many of you might be where I was, where you're, you're feeling distant. Like you're in, your soul is in a doldrum. You know what a doldrum is? It's a place on the ocean where there's no wind and your center mast, there's no wind in your sail, right? That's how I felt, okay? So some of you are there. Some of you, maybe you're, you're battling, you're, you're sensing static, you're struggling, you're fighting to win clear connection with God, clear communication with God. This series is for you. And this series is for the guy today who, God bless you, thank the Lord, you have a solid connection with God right now and the communication is clear, and uh, you have agility and mobility and clarity and confidence in your movement, but I will tell you one thing, you are a target, and the enemy is relentless, all right? So it's time for a reset, so we can all retake, right, our life with and for God, recommit to clear comms or guard our clear communication and reception and hearing from God. So here's where we're headed. Uh, I'm gonna lay the foundation out of the box in this session for the next five weeks by talking about how a robust, healthy relationship with God is designed by God, right, to work. And then we're gonna set a few simple goals and then we gotta talk about the real and strong forces opposing us that can easily jam, can easily distort, can easily distract, and easily cut off your ability to hear God. And then finally, we're gonna look at what personally, clearly, and regularly hearing from God looks like in terms of, listen, your lifestyle, all right? So if, if you have your downloaded notes, and if you don't have them, you can click on the download notes button and you can get those and follow along. If you don't have the notes, no sweat. Uh, you can just listen to my voice, and we're gonna put the, the verses that we're gonna go over on the screen. So let's first talk about the foundation of our relationship with God. Number one, man is an independent creation. Write that down. Man is an independent creation. Genesis chapter one, we read this. Then God said, let us, make man in our image according to our likeness. And you move to Genesis 2, 6. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So man is created independently and out of God, right? I love the language. Let us make man in our image. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are there and they're like, all right, let us let us make man, uh, but let's let's make him in a certain way. Uh, let's make him in our image. He's going to be a living being, 
And being in our image means that he has intellect, he has emotions, he has will. What does that mean? It means you and I are not robots. We have a choice, right? So that's number one, all right? You are an independent creation of God. Now let's follow that on. Number two, man is dependent on his creator. What does that mean? All right, that means that God gave you some of the essential things that are like his nature, but he didn't give you all of them, right? And we hear language in the Bible where God lets us know that, that we're not like him. And one of those places is in Isaiah chapter 45, says this, woe to the one who quarrels with his maker, an earthenware vessel among the vessels of earth. Will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? And so you see in scripture, in various places, whether it's I'm the creator and you're the created in the book of Job, or I'm the potter and you're the clay in the book of Isaiah, or in the New Testament, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep, right? Or I'm the vine and you're the branch. There is a massive gap, right, between God who is in the A position, creator, shepherd, potter, vine, and us <laughs> in the B position. We're limited, all right? Yes, we're made in his image, and we're eternal. We have intellect, we have emotions, we have will, but we're also limited. We are, we're made from dust. We are not, we don't have any all that God has, right? We don't have all wisdom, all power, right? All, all capacity, that's God. We are limited. So that means that one is submitted to the other. One is dependent upon another. The branch is dependent on the life that's coming from the vine, right? The clay is dependent on the vision of the potter, right? The sheep is dependent on the voice and protection and provision of the shepherd. You got it, all right? So man is an independent creation. He's dependent on his creator. Third, man must trust what God reveals, right? So God's independent of us. We are dependent creations of God. And what does dependence look like? Well, it looks like trusting God, right? It says here in Deuteronomy 29 this, the Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, what we don't know, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us. If you're taking notes, circle that so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions, right? So in simple language, he reveals, we trust, we obey, right? So creator created, potter clay, vine branch, shepherd sheep. Um, this is a relationship that is built on the created man trusting the creator God, all right? That's third building block. That's just a foundation. Now, here, let's get to our, our point that's gonna lead us uh, directly into the series. So, man is an independent creation. He's dependent on his creator. He's gotta trust what God reveals. Number four, man must hear God to trust God and follow God. Kinda important. You can't trust what you don't know. You can't follow God if you don't hear from God. Right? And this is the crux of the devil, God, 
and man. God wants to reveal things to us. He wants a clear, healthy, confident, living relationship with the living being that he's created that's depending on him. The devil doesn't want all that, right? And he's going to try, and we'll learn, that he's going to try and separate you, right? Look at what Jesus says on this whole idea of man must hear God to trust God and follow God. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So do you, do you catch Jesus's uh, progression there? The more we hear God's voice, the more we know God better, the more we hear and know, know him, the more we follow, right? So say this with me. Say, hear, know, follow, right? What does it start with? I gotta hear, I gotta hear his voice clearly, right? So here's the goal, right, of, of every believer, right? Write these down, to hear God personally, that's goal number one, all right? Second, to hear God clearly, all right? So we wanna hear him personally, we wanna hear him in our lives for the issues that we're facing today the relationships we're managing, the businesses that we're running, the challenges that we're facing. We need, God wants to direct us and, and speak to us, but we need to hear from him clearly about those personal issues. Second, we need to hear God clearly, right? You know, the, the, there's problems when there's noise in the middle and you, you mishear God, you don't hear him clearly. Isn't that what our dads and moms told us? Hey, did you hear me clearly? Let me be clear, right? We want clear communication. Then third, we want to hear God regularly, all right? Because that's a relationship. Someone's speaking, someone's hearing, someone's internalizing. There's clear understanding, clear communication on a regular basis, right? Just like Jesus said, we hear his voice, we know him better, we're able to follow. Right? So to see God clearly, to know him deeply so that you can trust him personally and respond to what he says meaningfully, you gotta understand and really internalize and have a mentality that you're at war, right? And that's our next section on the downloaded notes. The war for connection and communication. It's a fight, okay? Now I wanna put before we get into the details of that, I just wanna put it in simple terms. I cannot imagine if Chrissy, my wife of 34 years, if we, throughout that time, didn't have to fight and win space to have a clear connection and clear communication, raising a family, careers, noise, problems, medical issues, just, the stuff of life, right? If we didn't fight for and win time for connection and clear communication, we'd, we'd be divorced, I mean, quite honestly, because then if we didn't fight for and win clear communication and space to do it, you know what? I would have never seen Chrissy, heard Chrissy, known Chrissy, or been able to respond to her in the right ways and the relationship would be over, done, all right? Same is true in your relationship with God. You gotta fight for it, right? You gotta discipline yourself for it. You gotta sacrifice some things for it. So let's look at the three things that we're gonna be fighting, that we're fighting right now to win 
God's voice in our lives, right? First thing we'll be fighting is evil attacks. Write that down. I'll be fighting evil attacks, right? Ephesians 6, verses 10 and 11. God is strong. He wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use. So you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. I love that. That to have a relationship with God that is robust and solid and meaningful, uh, God's given us weapons to guard it, right? We're, every time you see words on the screen, that's part of our arsenal, right? It's the word of God. It's the example uh, of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit animating those things in our lives from the inside out, right? Giving us power, right? To choose to be in God's word, to choose self-control, to choose discipline. So God has given us the best weapons, but we gotta put them to use. To do what? To fend off evil attacks. You know, another cross-reference is in the Bible when it says that that Satan is hurling flaming missiles. The picture is of an archer dipping his, the tip of his arrow, which is covered in cloth, right? And set on fire and then pulled back. And then you can imagine, right? The volley of arrows, flaming arrows coming down. And, and then what do we have up here? We have our shield of faith, right? So just get the imagery of this. The devil is throwing stuff, man. You know, volleys, right? At the man of God to do what? To separate him from God, to cut off his communications from God. And those, those flaming missiles and everything he's throwing at us, it comes from different angles and we have to be ready for that. Secondly, I will be fighting my own flesh, right? I will be fighting my own flesh. Now, when it comes to your connection with Jesus, you, you've got a many enemy and the enemy's you, right? Even Jesus, with his guys who were walking with God, right? <laughs> they had his physical presence, even they, right? They, they struggled, all right? Like, I look at this little vignette in Matthew 26, and Jesus says to his guys, couldn't you men keep watch with me for an hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So there is this tension with limited creatures, right? We're independent creations, but we're dependent on our creator. We're limited, we're made from dust. We don't have limitless energy, right? And Jesus is frustrated with them. It's just like, hey, couldn't you guys discipline yourselves just for an hour, right? And then he says, okay, you gotta watch and you gotta pray or you're gonna get hit. You're gonna fall into temptation. Why? Because here's what Jesus says is true about every man. Hey, your intentions are great, but your ability to pull that off because of the flesh, because of your limitations, uh, being weak is another thing. So there's intentions and then there's actions and then in the middle is our own flesh, that part of you that doesn't wanna do what you know you need to do, right? 
and it's making excuses, it's making rationalizations. I call the flesh the little lawyer. You know what I'm talking about, guys? You come to a situation and just like, you know that this is the right thing to do, and then the little lawyer just says, hold on, I, I gotta make my case here. And he starts giving you rationalizations, justifications, good excuses, good other things to do, not to do the one thing that God wants you to do. So get ready for evil attacks. You've got a very real enemy who's gonna throw a lot of stuff your way when you try to connect and communicate with God, you've got your own flesh that you gotta deal with. Spirit is willing, flesh is weak, right? And then third, you'll be fighting, and I'm naming it, you will be fighting in, in this age, a digital culture. You'll be fighting a digital culture. Been doing a little homework on this one. Learned a kinda real ridiculously hard stat to read because I think I, I'm part of the stat, but the reality is is that most human beings who own a smartphone touch it over 2,200 times in a day, all right? That's how many times our body, our fingers, that's 2,200 times in a single day. Now. This is convicting, and I'm looking in the mirror, but also I'm gonna say it to you. Man, what if we put as much energy and awareness and interaction that we have with our phone, here we go, into our relationship with Jesus. If we had that many touches, that many communications, that many thoughts, that many, that many intentions, that, that many interactions, that that many um, remembrances, that many, you think there would be a significant improvement in our lives? 77% of all young adults, when they're bored, 77%, that's more than three out of four, okay? When they're bored, that means that when they're standing in line or they're at the grocery store or they have a pause, instead of just kind of kind of taking note of maybe who or what is going on around them or maybe talking with the other person in line or you know just noticing what a great day it is just noticing other things they reach for their phone okay that thing that smartphone that we own it's a digital carnivore it eats up attention now if you don't know this already and you haven't seen like the social network or seen any research behind it. It's a dopamine dispenser, right? That's why, you know, a lot of us are screen slaves, right? That's why the default action for three out of four young adults is to, when they have a pause, they gotta fill the pause and they gotta go to their screen, right? So those are just a couple up, but you know what? that digital carnivore, that smartphone, it's throwing all believers who are attached to it, at least most of us, if we're honest, into spiritual oblivion, right? Why? Because we can't keep up with the amount of stuff that is behind that screen. Our brains and our souls aren't built for that, right? But that's what it's doing. And then when something that has more than the capacity of the receptacle to receive, it crushes, 
it explodes, it atomizes, it wins, right? I just want you to be aware that culture has always been part of that unholy trinity of the devil, the flesh, and the spirit of the world, right? And right now, the spirit of the world is fueled, powered, and operated within a digital, a digital space. Now, before, you know, we throw out our cell phones, I just want you to know that, it, that a cell phone's a tool, but you have to see and just recognize how that smartphone, that probably everybody on this live stream, oh, maybe you're watching from your smartphone, okay? I get it. It's a tool and it actually helps us, but I am going to say right out of the box that we have to be suspicious of its role in our spiritual growth in a certain way, right? So if you're listening by the Everyman app, awesome, but that, that, that phone, it needs to be managed. There needs to be boundaries, just like on any good thing, whether it's alcohol or your digital time. And there are even features built into it because the makers know that you want that. Um, and we'll talk later on about, in the, in the coming sessions, how to, here's some ideas for you and how to do that. You know, in the Bible, it says this, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. So what the Bible says is that in the world, there's a set of reactions, or there's a set of um, actions and events, right, that are controlled by the spirit of the world that is godless, that doesn't know Christ. So there is a driving force, there is a spirit that's, that's driving culture and the atmosphere that all of us live in right now in the world. It's without Christ, it has driving forces, and those driving forces in culture that is godless are gonna drive a wedge in between you and God. Why? Because the spirit of the world and those forces are aligned with the devil and your flesh. And that's what we're experiencing. I mean, now we have a whole uh, army of experts talking about how the next generation's soul has been atomized. Why, why do we have rampant anxiety and panic disorders? You know, why do we have epidemic suicide? Why do we have epidemic depression? Because the soul isn't healthy. That's why. And the spirit of the world, combined with the devil and the flesh, that seeks to be indulged in it's killing the soul. And we all see it, right? So, you know, that's, that's the hard reality of, of this fight uh, that, that we're in, right? So I want you to think about it this way, okay? Slot machines, all right? There's more revenue in slot machines than the entire Hollywood film industry and Major League Baseball combined, right? Right? 
What are people doing with a, a slot machine? They're just putting in little, some are putting in nickels, dimes, quarters. They're putting in small deposits that over time and on a scale adds up. Same thing with your smartphone, right? Text messages, small deposit. Social media, next reel, small deposit. Oh, next reel, small deposit. Next reel, small deposit. Tempting reel, small deposit. Lions killing hyenas. Before you know it, you're an hour in, two hours in, three hours in, and you don't even know where the time went. Huh? Right? Am I right? Is that you? That might be you right after this, or before you go to bed, or whatever. All right? And it doesn't give you what you're looking for. It doesn't help your soul. You, you're, you're like that tired and wired person who you think you're going somewhere that it's, this is relaxing and this is what I like to do and all that stuff. Not helping your soul one bit, all right? So I just wanna be really upfront that we gotta face the reality of the fight and the Bible is giving us intelligence and if we don't win that fight, we're not gonna hear from God. And, and the devil, we make it easy for the devil to win, right? Cut off a man from his communication with God. The man then doesn't have clear connection and communication from God. What's his source then? What's his source of direction? Himself. He becomes God. Got the devil, the world, the flesh. Those are active voices. And that's what's going to take over. And you know, guys, that's... That's what broken male culture is all about. It's, it's uh, communities of men, cultures of men that are not hearing clearly who they are from God, but they're listening to these lies and they're listening to their flesh and they're listening and engaging with the spirit of the world all in. Their soul shrinks. There's no life in them. And when there's no life, what do you get? Death, right? So. Let's, let's get a look at what this fight now, if we're choosing to fight it today, what's at stake if we're successful, right? If we're going to engage this fight, because we want to hear from God, we want clear comms so we can win the battles that we face, all right? What's it going to look like if we're successful, right? Well, his voice in my life and in your life means, write this down, winning slow over hurry, all right? I'm just gonna tick through these. This is gonna be part two of our series. Because here's the fact, write this down. We need to slow to know and hear someone. You ever talk with somebody who's blowing past you? Either physically or mentally, right? Their brain's ahead of you, their brain's going 100 miles an hour, their brain is on other things. They might be physically present, but intellectually and emotionally, they're gone, man. They're way ahead and they can't, listen. Listen, if you're, in a hurry, if you're in a hurry all the time, you're always thinking about the next thing, you're always looking at your phone, you're always, you cannot be present, listen, for God or for people, right? And you will not, hear God's voice, and you will not hear others in your life clearly. So if you're gonna be, if you're gonna decide to fight to hear from God going forward, just know that as a lifestyle, you're gonna have to win slow over hurry. Secondly, this is gonna be part three, 
You're gonna have to win quiet over noise, right? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You ever said that to anybody? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You married couples, right, who talk through walls, you know? Honey! You know, and it sounds like Right? And you're like I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, right? Why, because there was too many barriers, and in today's culture, let's just, we live in a jungle of noise, we live in a jungle of distraction, we live in a jungle of voices, all competing to get control of your mind, and whatever controls your mind, controls your life, right? You are what you think, and you do what you think, so what's coming in, you know, is gonna control, oh, those are my decisions. They start, they start going up. If you're gonna hear from God so that you can know God better and follow God, like Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, right? You're gonna have to win quiet. We're gonna talk about this. Not just external quiet. Like it's pretty quiet in the Everyman Broadcast Center right now, where I am. But you're gonna have to win quiet inside. So there's external quiet, but you know what you're gonna have to win? Internal quiet. And some of you are just like, man, I haven't known internal quiet probably for years, maybe even your whole life. Like you just can't slow your brain down. And part of that goes back to this war that we're fighting and most of us are losing, right? With the digital culture. It's just our brains are on overload and then we feel low, and then we look to other things, you know, we have second, third glass of wine, third or fourth beer, uh, we watch another football game and all that stuff, which, you know, I have a glass of wine, I'll have a beer, but that doesn't solve your, your tiredness of soul, right? Your body's tired, you need a rest, you're taking a break, but you know what, your soul is starving, and what it's longing for is quiet, because here's the fact, you need silence to hear and listen well. Write that down, right? If you're gonna win quiet notes, you need silence to hear and listen well. That's just true in any relationship. Like, you have to shut up, and you have to slow down, and you have to have quiet so that you can hear the person talking to you, but you know what? The world, the flesh, the devil, it's creating all these this noise, and man, the digital culture, oof. And I know you guys are, are feeling me. I know, because, man, I've felt it, you know, as a pastor, you know, and the noise and the voices and the schedules and all of that, you know, just recently I was able to kind of win some quiet, oof. So we're gonna get into that in part three. Third, we need to win rest over restlessness. Ooh, man. I don't know about you, but like it takes me three or four days on vacation to get to a place of rest. Wanna know why? Because I have separated myself from noise and hurry. Now it's just like, well, I can actually sleep, you know? And I'm getting better at that, I'm working on that, right? Sleeping a little bit better now. But you know what I'm talking about? I mean, 
We have lives, we have phones, we have schedules, we have social media followings, we have fantasy football, we have games to watch, we have movies to watch, we have streaming platforms, we have 10 streaming platforms, we have 20 streaming platforms, we have Yellowstone, we have Jack Ryan, we have The Crown, we have Meghan and Harry, we have, and it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on, right? And there's just this, so we're made in his image, we have these desires that we need to be fulfilled, but then we're limited, we're made from dust. And if we're, so if we're limited and we're looking for soul stuff, man, it's, it's synthetic out there in the world, you know, but we still go for it, right? We carve out time, we, we go to social things, you know, we, we relax after work, we turn on the tube, we do all these things, you know, we buy things, we, we have our, our plasma screen, we have our second plasma screen, we have our third plasma screen, we got our toys, we got, man, we got boutique, uh, you know, novelties, we, some of us do whiskey, some of us smoke cigars, some of us, you know, it's like this endless queue of things, but in the end, after all of that, how's your soul doing, right? They're st still restless, right? Didn't fit the bill, fun, right? Good for a little bit, but your soul, your connection with God, you know, so we're looking to things to fill the soul. So we gotta win slow, we gotta win quiet, we gotta win rest. Write this down, here's a fact on the rest thing. We need to fully stop our minds and bodies to connect with God. Whoa, okay? Bible calls that Sabbath. Full stop, right? Recently, I've been on a sabbatical. Full stop, right? First time in my life never have taken a sabbatical, right? And we're gonna, we're gonna go into that, right? So slow, quiet, rest. Third, we gotta win the vital few versus the important many. Vital few versus the important many, right? Call it what you want. Quality versus quantity. Concentration versus dilution right? You can't be good at everything, right? You can't do everything. You can't be an expert at everything, right? You got to pick, right? The vital few things that matter, and you got to focus on those at the expense of the important many. But you know what? Culture says, oh, you can do it all, man. You can be good at everything, you can be social in everything. You can, because of the internet, you can be knowledgeable in everything. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm telling myself there. Here's the fact, write this down. We need simple rules of life. You wanna win connection and communication with God? You wanna hear God clear? You need a few simple rules in your life that you believe and stick to because they give you life. I'm gonna say that again. You need a few simple rules of life. I need a few simple rules of life that we can, that we can believe in and put both feet on, stick to because they give us life, right? And hearing from God, winning slow, winning quiet, winning rest, having those things as some of my vital few things. <coughs> so important. Because then you're going to win, right? 
quality is going to invade your life, right? You're not going to be diluted. You're going to be concentrated on the things that give you life. And you're just going to have to assign a value. This is more important to me than that. This is more important to me than that. This is my yes. That's my no. And I don't know about you, but I need to reset my vital few and important many multiple times in my life. And that's why we're doing this series. Now, you live like this, if you're taking notes, if you're the left column, slow, quiet, rest, the vital few, versus, and you're winning more of those over hurry, noise, restlessness, and all the important many things that you could be doing, right? Guess what? You're going to be like Jesus. And that's the last section of today's session. You're going to be like Jesus, right? Because we're going to find that in each of these categories, right? Slow, quiet, rest, the vital few, this is Jesus, right? And if this is Jesus, if that's his rhythm, and Jesus is in you, this is you. This is the life and rhythm that Jesus himself is calling you into and to live from and live out of, right? Look at what Jesus says in Matthew 28, famous verses in the Bible. Jesus says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow, what an offer. What an offer. So in this series, Hearing from God, we just gotta remember that the way relationship with God is, is designed is, is pretty beautiful. He's made us independent creations that have intellectual, you know, volitional, willful aspects. We can choose, we're not robots, we can choose. But we're, we're also dependent. Sheep shepherd, vine branch, potter clay, master servant, teacher student. And we have to trust what the Creator reveals, what God reveals to us. We have to trust and obey. But to trust God, we gotta hear God. And the unholy trinity of evil knows that. So just like in warfare, his goal, working with his allies, your flesh and the spirit of the world, is to attack your comms because if he can put static in there make it weak limit your ability to hear the voice of the supreme commander who's got specific guidance and instruction for you right he can limit you hearing the voice of the shepherd so that you don't have to know him and you can't follow him accurately he wins and i know that this is a fist fight in a phone booth fellas I know that um, if we get this right, your life is going to change forever. You're going to discover your soul, instead of being in a doldrum, 
where your center mast and the big sail on the center mast is limp and the sea is dead. We do this, right? We wind slow, quiet, rest, the vital few. Your sail is going to fill with wind, the wind of the Holy Spirit. And I can see even out there right now, there are some guys listening to me. And that's them. You're dead. You're separated from God. You're in the water. Your center mass is limp and hanging. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I want to declare the mast and the wind to blow on your life through the power of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit that the, the sail of your soul now, right now, as you say, yes, I accept this journey. God, I want to hear from you. I'm going to fight the forces that are against my relationship with you so that I can hear from you right now. If you would say yes to Jesus Christ and yes to his presence in your life and yes to the power of the Holy Spirit, just put your hands open like mine and receive the wind and power and filling of the Holy Spirit. Let it fill your sail right now with energy and motivation. And you can jump ahead of next week. You don't got to wait a week. You know how to reset. But let's, let's win, start winning some quiet, some slow, some real Sabbath, some real rest. We're going to keep talking about this over the next four weeks. Lord God, I just cover all my brothers that are listening to me. Lord, I know that some of them are sick right now, and I pray for a fresh wind in the sail of their body, that you would fill their body from head to toe, that you would heal them, because you can, because of this commitment to feeling and sensing you and knowing you and knowing your voice. Lord, I pray right now that you would give peace, the peace of the Holy Spirit as you fill their sail. Lord, the peace that passes all understanding. They're gonna be okay. And I, I pray that you would give power right now, the power of recognition, Lord, the power of repentance, the power of courage and bravery to admit to you and maybe to someone else today that, man, I'm feeling far from God but I wanna come back and I wanna reset. Lord, I pray that you would give that man power, power, power that he needs, Lord, from the Holy Spirit living in him. Come upon him, Holy Spirit. And so God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for your word, which tells us who we are, tells us who you are, and tells us what you want for us, which is you want us to hear your revelation personally, clearly, and regularly. And Lord, we receive that. And we declare that in advance. We thank you for it in advance. For everybody, for our whole community of brothers, Lord, and for all our brothers around the world, we ask for that. In Jesus' name, and all of God's men said, amen. I'm excited for this journey, all right, over the next four weeks. Tell a friend, and we'll see you next week.